Welcome to Mainstream America, raw and uncensored. It's the Mac Barron Show. We're gonna be buddies, we're gonna be pals. We're all very different people. We're not Watusi, we're not Spartans. We're Americans with a capital A, huh? Boy, do you have that right. We are Americans, that's for sure. Well, we're going to open things up here on the episode and uh, kind of a different way. Something hopefully that you haven't heard before, but I try to bring you things that happen uh, in my daily life, things I find on the internet and things that could be interesting to you as well. I'd like you to keep a pen and paper handy because there may be some things coming up that uh, I discussed that you want to look up on the internet and research yourself because just what someone tells you on a podcast or on the radio or in a talk show doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't go out and look for it yourself. Today we're going to talk about liberals, socialists, democrats, communists, tea party, maga, libertarians, all of it. And some of the questions I keep getting posed to me on Facebook by friends and I see around the internet is has America actually been infiltrated or is it just a product of indoctrination of what I call generation WTF and generation handout? Of course, we all know what WTF means. Hopefully you do. <laughs> if not, go ahead and Google it. And Generation Handout, well, that kind of speaks for itself. There are conspiracy theories all over the place that Russia and China have infiltrated our government and our society and that they're operating surreptitiously here to destroy us. Who knows? Maybe. Most say, no way. Can't happen. Not here in America. Well, it would seem that radicalized domestic terror groups such as Black Lives Matters and Antifa have taken root here in America, sadly recruiting and then cleverly taking advantage of weak-minded youth and other people who have nothing better to do than blindly follow causes, break the law, create destruction and chaos, while somehow claiming it has to do with freedom or some kind of equality. All the while... They're standing there holding their hands out for money that they somehow think they deserve. <laughs> Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors repeatedly says, quote, we are trained Marxists. This is a flagrant admission of her organization's goals to capitulate the American society as we know it. Antifa's imagery, dogma, public statements and violent actions, all straight from the Marxist playbook and even borrowing some from the Nazi playbook, despite them claiming to be anti-fascist in nature, are threatening America as well. And then, well, you've got the socialist Democrat crowd that are running around in our government. Those including Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, and the rest, who brazenly declare themselves open Marxists and hardly promote their ideas. What do you think every one of these community organizing outfits cashing in oversized checks from, quote, anonymous sources around the world, what do you think they're teaching to their new recruits? Where do you think critical race theory, repressive tolerance, and intersectionalism, the tools of the cultural revolutionaries setting fire to all of our traditions and institutions, where do you think they came from? Well, they came from something that's known as the Old Frankfurt School, all of whom were Marxists. Look that up online, Frankfurt School. See what they eventually became and how far their reach has pervaded through the, the, the systems of government schooling everywhere just about in our country. 
This playbook, as you uh, might guess, was written long ago by men who wanted to destroy a nation and rebuild it in their image. Not the image of the nation that they knew and had, not the the image of the nation that we know and love, and certainly not one with any kind of an American dream. If you think that Bernie Sanders or ALC or even Ilhan Omar are smart enough to dream up a plan for taking down the greatest society the world has ever known, well, then you're completely out of touch with reality. The only way that they could have been as effective as they have been so far is to follow someone else's plan, which they are doing explicitly. The reason that most people here believe a Marxist revolution on these shores is impossible is that our faith in America makes us believe the loss of freedom and prosperity are impossible. Well, that confidence really isn't a flaw in our character. It's a sign of true patriotism. But this moment in our nation's time can really seem to make that confidence quite shaky. Joe Biden has boldly told us that he will, quote, transform America. He's boldly told that he will institute massive tax increases, said it right on camera, told people even before he got elected. His fellow socialist Democrats are talking about creating a cashless society, the combination of which will effectively eliminate private finance and the cash economy, meaning no escape, none whatsoever, from a government who will then be able to audit and analyze all of your financial transactions, no matter what those size are. They will be able to deem how you live, and if you don't obey, they simply just cut off your ability to purchase anything. Check out China's social credit scoring system. Look that up. Write that down and look that up. Some of its elements are already creeping into our society and are being utilized today, and how it might merge with government banking and the elimination of cash altogether. Very scary stuff that we will revisit on another day. But getting back to the original point, All of this is part of a well-coordinated plan. There's a video interview from 1984 with a Soviet defector and former KGB operative named Yuri Bezmenov, B-E-Z-M-E-N-O-V, Yuri Bezmenov. It can be found on YouTube and is really chilling. It describes exactly what we're seeing unfold in our society right before our eyes today. Bezmenov explains the process the Soviets use to bring a free society to collapse. Uh, You might want to also take a look at 1968 and what they did in Czechoslovakia. I'm going to take a break right now, get into the uh, four stages in just a bit. I'll be back. Uh, Thanks for being here and enjoying, hopefully, the podcast. If you have any type of uh, input or any type of, I guess you would say, critique, questions or whatever, Uh, feel free to drop a line on the Facebook page, or if you prefer a private email to keep that private, you can uh, do macbaronshow at gmail.com. We'll be back. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Ed's Almost Good Beer. Remember, Ed's Almost Good Beer was brewed in God's country when God wasn't looking. You're listening to the Mac Baron Show. Hello, I'm Frank Bartles, and this here's my partner, James Brown. As the weather starts getting too hot, we hope you will reach for one of these. New Bartles and James Brown wine cooler. It tastes good. They come in three funky flavors. Gravity grape, crime of passion fruit, and my personal favorite, papaya. Papaya's got a brand new bag. 
<laughs> It'll get you off faster than a big city lawyer. <laughs> and a single pack serves six to ten, just like James. <laughs> New Bartles and James Brown wine coolers. The cooler cooler, made in the cooler. Now behind bars everywhere. And uh, thank you for your support. Okay, we're back from the break. So this video I talked about earlier with Soviet defector and former KGB operative Yuri Bezmanov features the four stages which a free society might be uh, brought to complete collapse. Stage number one is demoralization. Its goal is to depress you and make you believe that your nation is broken, lost, and in need of great or complete change. Once you've succumbed to that theory, then you become willing to be satisfied with less in your life. You don't really have big goals anymore because, well, it's probably just not going to happen because we're just not able to anymore. When was the last time that you saw anything from the American education sector or the corporate network news media making you feel good about being an American, making you feel good about the country? Suppression of national pride begins with careful indoctrination. Our growing students seem to be now the least patriotic in our nation's history. They don't believe in the flag. They don't believe in what our nation stands for. They're clueless to the cultural, intellectual, and ideological history of this nation because the rewriting of history and the careful manipulation of how these uh, thought patterns are built builds these followers from the ground up. That's part of the plan, and that's why they stand there with their hands out expecting everything to be handed to them because, well, they just don't have goals anymore and don't believe they need them. Stage two is destabilization, a rapid decline in the structure of a society, its economy, its military, its international relations. We've all seen the unquestionable efforts of Democrats to keep the economy as crippled as possible with COVID-19 shutdowns and restrictions. And yet the COVID hysteria is still increasing, even after the vaccine's out, thanks to coordinated efforts by both the government and those corporate media news outlets. The virus was the perfect platform that came at the absolute perfect moment to allow the imposition of the economic destabilization the Democrats wanted all along to help get rid of Trump. And no, that's not a conspiracy theory. These people are literally telling you it's exactly what they're after. Do you believe that Minnesota, quote, representative Ilhan Omar was off script when she suggested dismantling America's economy as a system of oppression last year? Ilhan Omar, who paid a political consultant $900,000 in fee last year, money that came from, quote, somewhere, isn't smart enough to say these things without having a carefully written script crafted for her. She's being trotted out to introduce them because she's already radioactive and a lightning rod for criticism. Because one, she's African-American, two, she's Muslim, and three, an immigrant, and an illegal one at that. And somehow she is still being allowed to serve in the government. Whatever happened to lawlessness? But if you're on the okay side, which happens to have the D by the political name, it's okay. But if you criticize her statements, it immediately triggers claims of racism. 
So when other Democrats join her call, you're no longer allowed to object. The same goes for AOC, which now makes two blithering idiots with zero ideas or ideals to truly benefit the American people. And believe me, there's more than just two. Stage three is crisis mode. The catalyzing series of events that build on the first two stages to bring on the change that revolutionaries are looking for. Looking for a crisis? Man, take your pick. We barely remember that we just had another impeachment in American history, a constitutional crisis that was found to be wholly and completely manufactured directly out of thin air in an effort to impede and even usurp and remove the president. Then we jumped directly into COVID-19, which was unquestionably a manufactured crisis as well. Not that the virus is not deadly to a certain portion of the population, but if you think the panic and destruction it caused doesn't smack of manufacture, then it's clear that you have been demoralized and reprogrammed. The summer brought on riots and violence, complete with the current campaign to erase American history and culture in an increasingly indiscriminate fashion, wide-sweeping. Fall came with Uh, let's see, a highly questionable election wrought with claims of fraud, video evidence that did prove it, hundreds of sworn affidavits of improper and illegal activities in vote counting. But all of it fell into courts, still loaded with enough activist, liberal, socialist, democratic judges, and (laughs) subsequently they were just swept away. Then, after Election Day, came the infiltration of the U.S. Capitol, surrounded in questionability of just who really is to blame. They called it an insurrection, although people weren't there with massive amounts of guns. They weren't blowing things up, burning things down. They didn't militarily try to take over. It's, it, it's just wording, and it's carefully crafting of how it's presented to the American people, who only got to see one side of the story and did not see many other things that you can find on the Internet that prove that it wasn't uh, all MAGA people that did this. Then came the farce of the fourth impeachment, which went completely against the statutes of the United States Constitution. And here we are. Stage four, normalization, meaning the new normal. Have you heard that statement before? Sure you have. It's been drilled in our heads for the last year. Oh, it's it's the new normal. Masks are the new normal. Being uh, limited on what you can buy, that's the new normal. Waiting lines to get into places because, well, we can only have so many in the building. That's the new normal. Statues and monuments gone. That's the new normal. TV stations now pushing social agendas, pushing whatever memes or narratives that the ones pulling their strings wish to implant in our minds. That's the new normal. Schools have purged and rewritten American history and culture. That's the new normal. And the new universal basic income checks that have been discussed to replace jobs. Well, there's no incentive to work, so if the government takes care of me, I'll just listen to the government. Not this guy, because it just doesn't work that way. You can't do it. Jobs gone. Well, that was part of the plan, too, to get people on unemployment. It's part of the new normal. And now it comes full circle as Biden is now president, for a little while at least, until it's clear he's declared mentally unfit or incapacitated, and they'll use the 25th Amendment to remove him. And then somebody else that you did not vote for will be in charge of this country as president, and she can name whoever she wants to be her VP. 
Doesn't mean Nancy Pelosi automatically gets the spot. She can nominate whoever she wants. And you can bet that Barack Obama is on the top of that list. And believe it or not, yes, he can serve as vice president. Conspiracy theory? Who knows? But it does seem awfully convenient that Obama started doing a lot of talking during the last few months, especially since Joe Biden was just made president. And it's awfully convenient that a lot of the Obama policies have been reinstituted with the stroke of a pen, courtesy of Joe Biden, who was even caught on video saying, I don't even know what I'm signing. And he still signed it anyway. This nation's in deep trouble. Oh, and don't forget, do what they ask you to. Spy on your neighbors. Report on your neighbors. You gonna do that? Not me. Absolutely not. You see, it comes down to simple right and wrong. I still love my Democrat friends and family, but they see it their way and I see it mine. Where they saw Trump's arrogance, I saw confidence. Where they saw Trump's nationalism, well, a lot of us saw patriotism. They heard Trump's unsophisticated words. We heard Trump speaking and talking directly to the people. They saw racism in Trump. We saw Trump's words being twisted and edited by network media daily to fit their agenda to get rid of him at any cost. They saw Trump as a dictator. We saw Trump as a leader. They saw Trump as an authoritarian. I saw him as the only one willing to give a damn enough to fight for our freedoms. They saw Trump as a man who angered foreign countries with tariffs and renegotiations of failed trade deals. I saw a man that stood up to the world and finally confronted foreign powers of stealing from us in these 25-year-old failed trade deals. And guess what? He got those deals changed. They saw Trump as an unpolished politician. We saw him as a breath of fresh air that America finally needed. And it did. They believe that Trump hates immigrants. Trump married an immigrant. Wow, that really uh, means he must hate his wife. They saw Trump putting an end to immigration in America, where we all saw Trump welcoming immigrants to America legally and following the laws that were already in place and not being followed. They saw Trump's cages at the border, the very cages that Barack Obama had built and used for the purpose of detaining illegals. Why? Because it was the law and still is. They saw Trump with a struggling economy. We saw Trump build one of the most prosperous and amazing economies in American history until conspiring Democrat governors shut it all down with lockdowns in the name of safety against a disease with a higher than 98% survival rate. They saw violence in the streets and called it Trump's America and accused him of being a racist. We saw violence in the streets of Democrat-run cities who refused to take help from the president and who called the violence peaceful protesting, despite the begging of people for protection in those cities. They begged. They were on the news. Save our businesses. Save our neighborhoods. The help never came because Trump wasn't allowed to send it. Then we witnessed them install a person with a 47-year record of doing nothing for America as president of the United States. They wanted someone more presidential. 
I'm happy we had someone who finally didn't just talk the talk, but actually walked the walk and made nations fear and respect the true power and position the United States has in this world. Me and the Democrats, well, we see things very differently. It's like night or day, or better yet, indoctrination versus the truth. God save this once great nation. All right, that's it for today. I'm going to be back soon. We'll get another podcast together. We'll put it out for you. I hope you enjoyed this one. Please, again, give me some critique. Uh, If you can, throw it on the Facebook page. Let me know what you think. We'll discuss things there as well. It's the Mac Barron Show, and I thank you for your time. You've been listening to the Mac Barron Show. (laughs) 